1: Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights Podcast with me, Georgie Courage cole From the Sherlock's team this week, I am thrilled to have Laura Black here with me. Laura is back with the new title, Retail Editor and has been with the business since nearly the very beginning, and you're back after your third maternity leave. There's nothing like throwing you in at the deep end on your first morning back.
2: I know, straight back in. I know, you are. I'm ready.
1: I'm also delighted to welcome Annabelle Rivkin and Emily McMeekin, founders of blog The Middle, which they set up as the counter-proposal to everything out there for grown-up women. I read that, and I just loved the sound of that. The duo say they wanted to take a fresh look at the power and potential of women like them. Funny, digitally literate, and extremely anxious. (laughs) Topics on their blog include things like, are you getting worse at sex? Hope not. Divorce, and the one that resonated with me before we talk about parking apps, can we just talk about moths?
3: Oh my God, moths. (laughs)
1: Because, oh my God, I laughed when I saw that you've written about this, because I threw away three cashmere jumpers last week. Three,
3: in the bin, gone. Annabelle's approach to moths is like sort of military precision. Every time I borrow the office cardigan, go upstairs and everything is lined up in plastic bags and, and, and the freezer bags, re-sealable
4: freezer, freezer bags. Honestly, it's the only way. Such a fuss thing. Unless you're gonna do that thing where you, you know, spray your house with poison Well, and I just put your bombs clothes in a van on Amazon. And-
3: Moth bombs. I think total wardrobe care do a brilliant kind of environmentally friendly, environmentally friendly to the environment, not so friendly to moths.
1: Ha, ha, ha. And you think it works? Have you tried it?
3: Yes, I have tried
1: the spray, and I'm hoping that it's going to work. But also, I mean, Laura, you'll vouch for this. My house is really clean, like very, very clean. Or my house is so tidy, and people come to my house and they go, "Do you have three children? Where are their things? Poor children, they don't have any toys? <laughs> they do. They're just tidied away. You know, it's so tidy. I feel like it's, it's more a dirty word. You know, so. like you should have a. I don't know. I but feel most, like you should have a. You clean know, nice like clean heads, and yes. moths like clean clothes. Yes, I often had nets as a child. Let's not talk <laughs> about nets because it's gross. Let's talk about parking apps. Annabelle, are you over your stress with parking no, apps No, I mean, I'm morning? always
4: quite angry and I'm a little bit angrier than normal today. So I just <laughs> tackled a parking app outside. And you know when you think you're on time you sit in the car and you do your makeup and you think, yeah, I've got this. I'm, you know, I'm winning. And I'm it's early, Monday and, it's and I'm it's on top of it. And then 90 seconds before the meeting starts, you think, I'll just do the parking app. And then it all goes tits up.
0: Oh, God. Because you have to
4: enter your credit card details. You have to enter them twice. You have to reassure them that it's right. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not thrilled about the parking app situation this morning. I
3: know and you've got all the other cars that are listed as well. So I think I've parked cars from like two cars ago. Yeah. You know, for free in all kinds of places. They're like living it up.
1: I had a hire car for a month. I still get asked if I want to park the hire car. I'm like, no, no, it's gone back, the hire car. But it you can
2: delete ago. them. Yeah, I actually park mobile, which is cool. I really, oh, really? No. You were saying your husband's a pro. Yeah, tickets. he got me off two parking tickets last week. How? I honestly think he should have a job in it. I mean, he just refuses. He will not pay a parking ticket. It'd
4: be quite a good student job, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yes, it
2: would. To say,
4: you know, for a tenner ago, you well, just...
2: Well, they just phone up and say, I'm sorry, I'm not paying
1: this. I have two things on parking apps. One, my mum rang up to complain, and the person turned around to their colleague and thought they'd covered up the phone or put it on mute or something, and went, we've got a right hoity-toity one here. <laughs> my mum went, I heard that! <laughs> so they let her up. The other is, someone said to her once, they'll always say no in the first letter they send back to you, so always write another letter. If you get a no... Don't take it right again. And there's basically a kind of. Yeah, but they're
3: guaranteeing on the fact that you can't be asked, and I can't be asked.
1: But if you can be asked to write two letters, I think you have a good chance of getting off.
3: Yeah, I think I it's know, a good that. metaphor for life, actually. Just don't take no for an answer.
1: Anyway, it's so lovely to have you both. You've just written this brilliant book. I'm absolutely fine, which we're going to talk about later. We've done most Now we normally start our podcast talking about TV. I feel like it's kind of love for the BBC at the moment. And are we talking bodyguard? Please we can don't we tell talk me what happened bodyguard. last night. I haven't seen it. Was it good? I, I didn't. Well, breathe can we for just not talk hour, about last I night's think. episode? Think. I know that's really I promise. boring, but I'll be actually. Well, hasn't it seen it.
4: I can't watch it. Okay. Why Not because I'm too tense and I don't like violence, it really I, really it upsets really me. It really was so. Tense for example, you remember the night manager, yeah, oh, when that was on because I couldn't ever. watch the last episode because I was warned that it was very violent. Emily acted out the entire final episode, it took about 20 minutes. <laughs> she did the accents. she tries to do the accents, yeah. and yeah, then no, so I can't watch the bodyguards.
3: I know the first episode, I was like, maybe she can watch it, maybe I mean, it's tense, but there's no, and then the second episode with the incident in the car, and then I was like, yeah. no, yeah, I'm afraid that's Annabelle. Okay. it's a no.
1: Can I ask you one question? Has she come back to life? Not Keely, so far. my. My mum's like, she can't be dead. They can't have killed off the main part. And I said, well, I think it's quite clever that they have. I think it's, it's right a fantastic point. Point. So do I. I think
0: I'd be a
2: bit gutted if she came back. I think it would be throw the storyline a bit if she came back. My mum's like, they've
1: just hidden her away for safety and uh, she's not
2: dead.
3: One of the things I really like about it in terms of the drama is the way that they keep moving characters in and out of significance it's really great to watch something that isn't just like two headline stars kind of having sex or whatever and, and oh Claire James is never going to get and, blown up by and all this stuff. whereas you know she died and then the female police officer Louise is now more prominent and I really love that yeah. kind of telescoping backwards and forwards I feel like that, that is keeping us interested rather than just sort of playing mm. it out in a kind of traditional
4: well, sense well it's the evolution of a kind of politicised story isn't it and that's what happens mm. rather than just yeah, following two really well paid quite
2: good looking actors exactly but he is really brilliant but he's really not good looking can we just say no he's not good looking but I think he's really after last night I was just like you are brilliant so we like The
1: Bodyguard everyone is you know in agreement if you've seen it that The Bodyguard is good Wanderlust
3: didn't watch it don't believe it. <laughs> don't believe and it. And I love her.
2: I watched the first 20 minutes. Oh, it's not for me. No, no. She no. just didn't buy the Oh, something and I shagged someone uh, yeah, else. Yeah, oh, well, the ease just with have... which they
4: slipped into, No, going so to be so great somehow, for our marriage. Okay. Yeah. But I find her really very watchable. Mm. I wish we saw more of her yes, on I agree. the telly. I agree. But Wonderlast, I don't know. I mean, it's supposed to be a accurate representation of
1: midlife sex. And I just don't think that's true. No, yeah. I think a lot of people are probably feeling quite depressed watching it. <laughs> and let's talk about press. Have you seen press? I haven't watched pressed.
3: I've just... Started recording Killing Eve, which I'm desperate record? to watch. Recording?
1: You're still recording, are you? Yes. <laughs> what else would you call it? Sky Plusing? What do you need to record it? It's on BBC.
3: Oh, I know. You're right. It's, it's on iPlayer, but iPlayer. I just always worry that iPlayer's is going to come off. Oh,
4: come on! It's really it. comforting. To turn on Sky and just go to your planner and think, well, that's just there for me now.
1: Anyway, Killing Eve was great. Yeah, I've watched the first episode. Have you seen it, Annabelle? No. What is it? It's
3: written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. The ph- oh, Fleabag. that one! Oh, I with really want Sandra to see Sandra Oh, and it's about a
1: serial killer. There is
3: I can't- a well you acted out for out. Sandra O's
1: amazing, and I can't remember her name, but it's got the girl who was the girlfriend in Dr. Foster, who's one of the leads. She's the psychopath. She's basically a female assassin. I expected it to be really, really serious, but it's not. It's sort of quite funny, which is really refreshing. I was a bit disconcerting at first. And the sort of fonts that come on the screen when they say you're in Tuscany now, they're sort of really modern typefaces. And it's written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. so it's sort of clever and it just throws you a bit. It's really good. Weirdly, it's by the BBC, but it's aired in America already. Mm. They sold it there first. Yeah. And then when they got
3: good well, you know reviews, they
1: brought it back. And Scotland.
3: Scotland
2: yeah. have seen it. So you can actually watch the whole series oh. now, can't I wait think until... it went on to
3: iPlayer, that yeah. thing mm. that you were telling oh, yes. me about. Oh, well, you're one
2: step ahead of me. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought so i am going to wait until
1: next Saturday.
2: <laughs> Anything else? Or is
1: it all about the BBC right now?
4: Bounty Fair's quite fun. Yeah, I
2: uh, didn't watch Yeah, that. I didn't watch that.
4: My mother loves it. Yeah, she's good. I don't know her name, the girl who has Becky Sharp. It's not easy. She's kind of modern and brilliant. Um... I know. I can pitch. And I can't think of her any Yeah anymore. no I'm quite liking that. X Factor. How do we feel about that these
3: days? I haven't watched. I haven't watched it
4: for years. Me neither. Watching that I am basically light entertainment. You wouldn't know for me to me but I am.
2: Bake Off obviously with my kids. They no I'm it. off Bake Off. Yeah I'm off Bake Off. I find it a bit long with the, all of them. I like it when it gets a bit closer
1: to the end. And as Astrid said she said I'm really sorry but they are just doing the same thing every single week and someone else went well what Strictly which was a so that's Fair a response. good point. It's all about the build up strictly. And that's queer fun. eye.
3: I mean, I just can't get enough of queer eye.
1: So to me, queer eye is just the same thing every week. I haven't watched queer eye. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I think you'd like it, but I find it a bit the same. So I think the thing that unites us is bodyguard. Bodyguard? No, no, it doesn't. Okay, no. None no, of it, it does. We're not unite united. No. I think you're in the minority, Amber. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. You'd bloody love it if you could watch any of it. <laughs> and you hate Gore because you get nightmares or because you just. Because I get very upset.
4: I think it might be a control thing. But if something's happening, it's unpleasant. I have no suspension of belief. I believe that it's happening and I find it very distressing. And I don't really want that in my life or my brain. No, fair enough. You know, my brain is gothic enough, really.
2: Yep, fair enough. No, But I, I you can. like reading?
4: I can read absolute horror. Misery, memoirs, whatever. Oh. It's just the screen that oh, I Oh, no, I
2: can't. Okay. Yeah, we differ
1: there. I differ there too. I've started yeah. reading snap on the recommendation of someone who came on the show. It's about these children whose mother goes missing and I, oh, I've started and right. I just don't know if I want to put no. myself through this. We misery read a life I was going to say I read it and I wanted to spread
4: some misery so Emily read it and I mean it was incredibly compelling but it is
3: you know I cried the whole way through it it's but draining. basically you just, just turn yeah, it was
1: it was. wrist slitting after wrist slitting. but it, I missed I mean, them so
3: depressing though so I found I missed the characters when once it was over did you yeah that's a sign of a really good book, yeah. isn't yeah I was like oh I wonder what they're doing oh, no. well hop anyway not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't um, read it.
1: Well, we're talking about books. Yeah. So, that, you know, what are you reading now? Well, Emily and I have had
4: a big summer Other of Circe, which really? is a fantastic book. It's set amongst the Greek gods, but really it's like a very literary soap opera with a really strong woman as essential character. And yes, the author previously that. wrote something called Song of Achilles, so that's kind of you know yes, where yes, for yes. now she seems to live. And it's just really lyrical, but, you know, slightly witty. It's adventurous. I mean, you read it twice. You read yeah. it concurrently, didn't you? I
3: did, I did. I read it, and I read it in a hurried because I wanted to find out what happened even though obviously the myths are things that you're very aware of but I wanted to kind of hold on to it and then two weeks later I thought oh god I'm just going to read it again so I just basically read it back to back
1: I do not think I've ever
4: done that? I know. It's really, it's very brilliant. Yeah. And incredibly readable. Wherever you sit on the literary lexicon, whether you like things that are really highbrow, things that are really easy, I think this works. It's very democratic in that way.
3: And then I've just read, actually, The Silence of the Girls by Pat Barker, which is also a retelling of the myths from the point of view of a female character. The female character is Brysis, who's the girl in the Iliad that Achilles and, and Agamemnon fall out over is also incredible and it's so brilliant to read these books that are basically retelling of very old stories that we Mm. know and that are set you know in a very male world and yet these female characters are just gaining voice do you know
4: we were talking the other day and we realised I think both of us that we haven't read a book this year that wasn't written by a woman not consciously it's just happened that way whether it was Vox whether it was The Power which is amazing by Naomi Alderman
3: We haven't. We've just been reading books by women. I know Sally Rooney's two books, which I can't recommend. I've just finished Normal People, which is her second book. It's just incredible. It's about kids from different backgrounds at school who kind of fall in love and go to university. And the thing about Sally Rooney, she conjures... Sort of unbelievable magic in very ordinary things, and it's just about the narrative of relationships and how you feel and how you express and how somebody can catch what you're saying and understand or completely misunderstand and separate. And it's sort of tragic and comic and brilliant. She's wonderful, actually. She's in her twenties, and uh, so books
4: a- are very much woven through our friendship and our relationship, aren't they? Yes. We both are readers, and we pass them back. So really, we've read almost exactly the same stuff this year. So yeah. do you do a book club, or do you no. just read what you want to read? No, I don't see the point of a book club at all. Yeah. but that's maybe because we both studied so many books mm. no, so no, where no, do you hard hard.
1: find your recommendations everywhere
4: Emily just send me a text really? or she'll just send me <laughs> a text well, also on the middle we do 10 books to read yeah. and it's usually quite. if you like this you'll like this yeah. if you like this you'll like this by someone who's a very brilliant literary editor who does that and so we get a lot of our recommendations from our own site don't we
3: yeah and also lots of people on Instagram I've noticed and I don't know if you've noticed that people are yeah, m- more and more, more, and more yeah. showing their, you know pictures of books that they've read mini reviews yeah I kind of always, people, if I've read a good book, always put it on Instagram. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And actually, you're so right. You have things in common with people and you have an idea if you're going to enjoy the recommendations. I'm feeling very lowbrow. I've just read This Is Going to Hurt, but I did love oh, it. Oh, it it's good? brilliant. I'm so really good to read it. it, and, it I, and I had to get, a couple of girlfriends join the other day and I was like, You've got to read this. And I mean, literally, two days later, she's like, I'm sitting on the plane next to my husband. I keep laughing out loud.
2: Did it scare you? Because I'm a no. bit nervous. That well, you'll never make... want to go into hospital. Yeah.
1: But I mean, you only have to read the papers. Yes, true.
2: No, it didn't actually. Didn't, and actually,
1: it gave me such huge respect. I'm sort of embarrassed to admit that I wasn't as sympathetic as I should have been with the doctors, you know. Well, then it's the really... strikes that whenever it was last year now, and I, I'm i not saying I wasn't sympathetic, but my God, am I now, and I don't think any of us really appreciate how... I mean, overwork doesn't come close. How basically, if you are a doctor in the NHS, you don't have a life. I mean, they work longer than every shift they're given. I mean, you don't walk out of theatre and leave someone on the table in an emergency, and, and it's
4: phenomenal but How amazing and, that a book could make you laugh out loud and also make you value mm, a profession. Yeah,
1: it's sad. I mean, he talks about stillbirths, and it starts off funny. It gets a bit sadder, but I suppose with that, he's taking on the journey of him quitting their profession. And um, that's really—it's it's very easy read. Okay, I'm nothing like it. what you two have been on. But <laughs> I, you might inspire me to go and check <laughs> out no, your. These book are list.
4: all really easy reads. They aren't tough at are all. They? Everything no. we talked about. Yeah, and they're super super easy.
1: No, the one you mentioned at the beginning—the Greek. What's it called? Circe. Yeah, Circe. I have heard. It's basically it's, a Jilly Cooper. It's
4: brilliant. It's just you know it's really not highbrow at all but it is beautifully written.
1: Let's talk about apps. Oh. What apps do you rely on? We talk about apps a lot here. Do
4: I rely on?
1: Ah, yeah, they're both getting out their phones now. Oh, so, God, right. No, well, we no, won't no, talk no, about the no, Park Mobile app.
4: Heavily, heavily on my period app. It's called P Tracker.
1: This is not because you're trying to conceive. No, it's not. It's because I need to
4: know why I'm being. Why such I'm a feeling unspeakable anxious? ...unspeakable word. Yes, or feeling mad, or can't fit into my clothes, or you know, I'm forty-three, so I've been going for a while, but I still need to be reminded how many days. That I I'm was left.
1: going to say, at forty-three, do you need to be reminded? Yes.
4: Okay. because our lives are a constant struggle. as you something sort of to work out what we're feeling like. I'm not quite sure what I'm feeling. I'm feeling a lot. What are all these feelings? You know, throws a remote control out of window, tries to have sex with plumber, laughs, cries, what the fuck is going on? And also why I'm feeling it. What's the trigger been? And this will help. Although
3: I just completely lost my shit at the washing machine this morning. So you I think... You shouted at it. I did shout at it and I kicked it. which I think wow. I know. And did then, you like,
1: kick the washing machine? I did kick the washing Were machine. Were
3: you wearing a shoe or did you hurt yourself? Uh, no, I was wearing a shoe... <laughs> And did it help? It did really help. And then my children were really horrified. And and then I got cross with them too. And then I said, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Mommy's cross. But I'm really cross with the washing machine. At which point they were like, okay, you're just what insane. What was it? <laughs> well, When, I, it when not... I
1: kick a hole in the wall, mommy, because I'm really cross. <laughs> I'm going to tell you where I learned it. Yeah,
3: it was really bad, baby.
1: It's because the fucking washing machine isn't draining. It's only got a few jobs to do. I do I so know. many jobs, but I gotta it do it. It's like jobs.
4: Instagram won't load. Instagram, you've got one job.
3: I know. Let's go back
1: to your period tracker. <laughs> because actually, I said, Do you need it? If I didn't have a call, I actually don't have a regular period, which when I was trying to conceive, I found about the most stressful thing like ever that. because it one day it would be one month it would be 32 days long another would be 36 did long. you do that pee oh on a stick God, thing did I pee, did I pee on a stick I peed on every bloody stick I you could get my hands on. <laughs> God, I mean trying to get pregnant is just the most exhausting oh it just consumes every bit of your energy I found at least I was not something oh well let's just see what happens I was like let's, if we're in we're in yeah. so other apps Happy Not Perfect. Happy Not perfect. perfect. So this is Poppy Jamie. Yes, it is. I was listening to a podcast with her talking
3: about this. Is it any good? I think it's great. I mean, I'm still only on the basic. I haven't, it's a gateway like, drug,
4: I think. Don't you? Yeah. What, what is this? I don't it, know It's this. Happy Not Perfect. It's a little, little hint of meditation, a little hint of connecting with yourself, trying to work out what you're feeling, how your day's been, a little bit of sort of sending it out into the universe and letting go of it. But it's not too worthy. It's quick. And it's kind of loving, actually, in a way that isn't Californian, in a way that's it's just affectionate towards yourself does not it? so what does it
3: do so you go so on well you go on for example so it's good morning start today's refresh and then we're going to go to how are you feeling mare, fomo stress overworked happy love so you choose let's say i'm going to say excited <laughs> because i'm on the sheer Lux podcast and then do a 30 second breathing but it's or, one visually, minute or two
4: minutes what you to whatever you've got whatever you've
3: got time for let's do it then but the thing i really like is that uh, so it tells you how to breathe so there's a balloon going etc etc and then the thing i like is that then it makes you write down the things that you're anxious or worried about or whatever and then you literally set light to them so it's you very it, tactile and it bursts into
4: flames Aww. and it
3: feels, it's just an easy kind of biohack I think they call it where your brain connects with the things that are making you stress and then you literally send them out and then the other thing that I like that we do to each other all the time is that you can send each other vibes, if you want to say you're a Wonder Woman you can just send an and text, go get it, yeah so I remember doing
4: my sort of witchy 20s do you remember your witchy, when you'd sort of do pick and mix everything, that sometimes we'd write down things on a bit of paper and then burn it in a fire. And so it's quite fun to see that, you know, literally rekindled on the screen.
1: Are you into meditation, the pair of you? No. We should be. For I think you, we both realise
3: that we should be. Me more than anyone, probably, because I'm so turbocharged. We have been through phases at the middle where we do enforce meditation for <laughs> meditation five minutes. Meditation in the office. You know, you suddenly feel a little bit, everything's sort of fractious, or not fractious because we always love each other, but we just need to basically change the atmosphere. The energy. Especially when you're being creative all the time and you need to just sort of wipe the slate clean. We found a three-minute meditation which we thought would work, and it was quite good. Well, we mostly just, because could, you fancied the man's voice. Yes, that's true. Sexy
1: month. Well, it's good enough reason for me. Nora, <laughs> do you like to meditate?
2: I think it's good to do a bit of breathing. I'm not sure that's meditating though, is well, it? I think it is. Is this it? Place. Yeah. I mean, occasionally if I'm really freaking out, I think, yeah, if I can just kind of, <sighs> yeah. I mean, not quite so exaggerated, I'll try and <laughs> do it a bit more subtly, but yeah, I think it kind of gets me back, yeah. and then you can tackle it again. Yeah, I've never really been one for sort of yoga, meditation.
1: i almost think I don't have time. But actually, when I stop and think about it, I totally see the benefit. It's just forcing yourself. I might download that app. Do you uh, do it every day? No. <laughs> just no. when you feel like you need it, it?
4: It's not when I feel I need it, because it pops up every day. It's when I'm able to engage with it. You know, some days are too full, you're too frantic, and you just can't. Yeah. But if it gets me at the right time, I'll go, oh, okay, I've got four
3: minutes
2: okay maybe I'll download that one there we go any others I use a new
3: podcasting platform called Entail which is a sort of visual podcast so pictures flash up and you can click through to links and stuff like that so that's quite fun yeah it's like a magazine experience Okay. and actually we're doing
4: our podcast I'm absolutely fine on Entail so everything's shoppable I tell you what I do use a lot property porn Zoopla app
1: what just you're cruising along and you're not looking for a house
4: yeah 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 no I'm not looking for a house except I'm always looking for a house and I know what every house in probably four postcodes in London is going for at the moment. <laughs>
3: it's very hard to walk past her we were walking down the street the other day and i was like talking blah 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 blah, and then suddenly stopped and there's annabelle peering in the state agent window no
1: I, i'm with you it's fascinating fascinating i really rate swerkit which is a fitness app and it's free or there's a version that you can pay for like most these things but they do really good you can do glutes you can do core you can do
4: yep um, i had to buy the very good one called beach body yeah which is the same you know and divides up you your can, body. yeah
1: you can choose which bit of the body and you you can do five minutes, ten minutes. Yeah, I love that. It's really good. Someone recommended it to me.
3: I was watching someone's stories the other day. Erin Foster. She's an American comedian, right. you know, I A model, know but she has a fitness mirror. I kid you not. Whereby you look at the mirror and it has a workout that you do. You follow the girl on it while oh. looking at yourself in the mirror. And I think that's probably the most terrifying thing I've ever
1: seen. Wow. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it could show team. you the picture of the body you'll have if you keep standing in front of the mirror doing the exercises. What about podcasts? What podcast do you listen to? We
4: both very fanatical about The Guilty Feminist. Because great. it's just so funny and so yeah, important. really funny. And Deborah Francis right; is so generous. Sorry, I thought you were going to say we're
1: guilty of... Well,
4: we're, we're always we're slightly guilty sorry, so we always feel slightly so like, so yes, guilty. Yes, Guilty
1: Feminist is
3: great. I was late the other day because her the Instinct episode was so funny that I actually had to stop moving and miss my train. <laughs> I had to actually stand until the laughs had gone before I could keep moving. And when
4: I see women walking down the street with headphones on smiling, I wonder if they listen to The Guilty Feminist. Yes, I just always s- assume they are if they're smiling. Because I just think it's so luminously fantastic.
3: Okay, what else? I listen to Pod Save America, yeah. which is by three former speechwriters of Obama, and they left before Obama left the White House, but then in response to Trump, set up something called Crooked Media, and they do. Podcasts and they're brilliant, funny, and it's basically like the West Wing, but in podcasts, but an incredibly interesting. What are um, they talking about? About politics, Co- okay, about American you know, Very politics. current. Current
4: fest. And they sound quite hot, don't they? Yeah. And they're very clever and they're very funny. Yeah, it's brilliant. Because uh, American politics is important at the moment, but I find it almost impenetrably hard to understand. And they make you know, it With it the day. house and the difference between, you know, it's so... Um, and they
1: break it down, do they? Yeah,
3: it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then, that sounds um, really good. And Serial 3, woo! coming. If, I've it, never listened. I need to
2: get oh, on Oh, so, so
4: good. I kept trying to listen to Serial, but it was during one of my summers of anxiety. So I had such appalling insomnia that when I tried to listen to it, so I would fall asleep constantly. I should have tried to listen to it at three in the morning, but I would always try to listen to it at 10 at night and it would never happen.
1: Oh, to me, that was my sort of entry into the world of podcasts yes. actually and, and, her, and entertainment and going for a run with a podcast that you're so excited I to know. listen to it was, it's fantastic it makes everything easier yeah. and I totally agree so number three is coming and obviously we listen to Sherlock. Oh, I've been listening to the business fashion podcast oh. quite a bit recently I really like that I had a great interview with diamond Fastenberg. love her her books one of my favourite books and also Lucinda Chambers I listened to the other day you know who recently she's left on, she's on our podcast is she? I'm oh, absolutely fine yeah she's one of our guests well I've I was got- literally listen to that because I thought she was a real breath of fresh air and a real creative and I loved her. I listened to that on Iran in Spain. This summer. It was really good.
3: She's incredibly lyrical sounding as well. She's just yeah. got that wonderful voice and she uses words in a really interesting way. Yeah,
1: she does. I agree with that. I thought she was really fresh and she's had a long career. I also really enjoy the Lifestyle News Hound, which is Emma Forbes yes. podcast. With Gemma Shepherd. With Gemma yeah. Shepherd, We've been uh, on that.
2: Have you? Yeah. yeah.
1: They're great. Really good. Yep. I was listening to the so to Fergie good. on their podcast this morning on my way here and she was commenting on the cakes and the flowers and the bottles of water and the- Well, it's all done Herbal in Emma's rather glamorous house. Right. But anyway, it's a great one with Maragay McGee as well. I've always loved Margay. Nicholas Coleridge, I really enjoyed his. He's just a real character. And
2: that's great. Laura, what about you? I've just started listening from the beginning of You, Me and the Big C. And I was a bit nervous to do it because I didn't know what I'd <sighs> feel. Yeah, I have to say, it. the first episode I started was the final one after yeah she had died. And, die. and I'd found that I couldn't, I didn't finish that. It was all a bit. But then it made me want to start from the beginning and listen to them. And it's oh, not really, I really heavy. Now, that she's not alive. She's got a little voice. I know, but what she's done is just incredible. It is amazing. I think she's over her and all three of
3: them are sensations. I
2: hope she'll be
1: MBE'd or OBE'd in her sort of memory. Honoured in some way. Yeah. Yeah. I was really Do you know what?
4: I think she's being honoured every hour of every day at the moment, actually, in a way that's more meaningful than that. But
1: I think for her son, like for her to just have that to her name I it think. was very interesting on one of their Instagram
3: either Deborah or Lawrence, I can't remember and they were saying that someone had gone to the GP and said you know I think I'm worried about this and you know and it had been because of Rachel and he said the service that she has done for women is kind of immeasurable do you know who did absolutely. a great service for
4: women years ago do you remember this Jade Goody yes, yes. You know, that, you yes. young women suddenly started getting smear, smear tests yeah. and even now I think that, I you think know, so yeah. too you know they, these legacies are extraordinary of these yeah. brilliant young
2: women
1: anyway
2: Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss.
0: That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hold up.
1: Piercings. Yes.
4: Well, I'm so glad you mentioned that.
1: <laughs> because I had two holes put in my ear on the Sherlock's show two weeks ago. Which I am so
2: envious of. But did Maria really, Tash to it?
1: While well, head piercer called Penny at Harrods did it. And I'm looking at you, Emily. Yeah. You've also got three in one ear and one in the other. Yeah, but
3: mine uh, is
2: the real well, story. Well, to celebrate
4: our book coming out, I wanted to do something. I thought, am I ready for a tattoo? Probably not. And I'd never had my ears pierced. So I got them pierced four days ago.
2: Oh! oh. Oh, really? So
1: I was going to say, you're nodding, but I can only see one hole in each ear. Yeah. Are you about to go somewhere after this? That's because
4: they've got my little rose gold studs because I just had them done and oh. I've never had them done before. And you're thrilled with them? I'm thrilled. I mean, that you know, yeah, I can't wait to wear enormous, enormous hoops and I probably will keep <laughs> going because I've got a proper post-piercing high. But I've never had it done before and I've spent years looking for clip-on earrings and the only place that does really good clip-on hoops are Claire's accessories. They do these hammered gold hoops where the thing slides in and out and they look like Carolina Bucci and they're fantastically chic in their £5
1: thought it claire's accessories
4: mm-hmm. so that's a tip but yes so what stopped you until pierced. now i was to get... desperate to get them done when i was 12 my mother said absolutely not and then by the time i was 16 it was sort of allowed i just had lost interest also she didn't have pierced ears and my grandmother didn't and you know what it is with mothers and grandmothers that stuff can feel quite meaningful sometimes mm. i thought well i won't and then i did very eventually but now i'm thrilled i'm really really happy and i can't wait to get lots and lots
1: When did you get
3: your second and third? Second I got done pretty quickly after So I think I must have been 16 when I got my ears pierced Then I think I was 18 when I got this one And then the third one I got done in my mid-20s Then took it out And then I took a friend of mine to Paris for her 40th And I got it re-pierced So that was two years ago
1: yeah, I have to confess, mine are actually
2: both re-piercings. I had them both. You've got more than one. I've got one, but I never used to wear it. I had that done when I was still at school. Yeah, I'm not and at then school. I just put it yeah, back but it in, vi- but I've never had you it re You've got to remember, it was
4: viciously unfashionable, really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to have it done, to have more than one piercing, until really quite recently. Yes, yeah. yeah. And now it's all about you shouldn't wear matching earrings. You're meant to have three in one ear and never have the same amount of piercings yeah. in both ears and all these new rules. Yeah. But you know, things change. It's same. like when I watch Love Island and I see that all these kids are under 22 and they've had their tits done their teeth done their noses done their cheeks done everything and have given themselves no time to accept their bodies i think but fashions change like when we were kids it was completely unacceptable to have a big bum look what's happened now you mm. know it's completely aspiration mm. to have a big bum so it's the same with piercings it's just fashion
2: yeah but you can take it out and that's hey, what can. i like yeah you can't it's, it's not like it having your nose shaved off exactly yeah. Yeah. but i like yours are so close they were done quite well, well they, they look nice. really good
1: when i was 16 i also caught sight of your tattoo yes i have several which you so, know looking at you I know if you can't see emily and you're watching you know you look very sort of respectable Yes. Oh, wife. I was wiped <laughs> Well, no. We always
3: say with the, a with the Murky, murky Pass. <laughs> yes. Bit of a Murky a, Pass. Murky Pass and the a book Vicar's, is all about our Murky Pass. I have right. quite a Vicar's Wife kind of presentation. But no, I have three tattoos, small ones. Right. I have a heart on my wrist. I have the word ace, which is for my tribe. So Agnes, my daughter, Chris, my husband, Esme, my other daughter, on my lower upper arm. And then I have a moon and a star on my ankle from when I was 18 and definitely didn't know better. And I'm not
1: done. Are you not? No, I know. So I've got a friend who was a criminal barrister and she is early 40s. And she's having old ones removed and... She's gonna have new ones and I love that. And I interviewed Carmen Tau, who's the founder of Moroccan Oil last week, and she looks very chic. And she was sitting there with her Hermes bangle and a tattoo, and it just looked, so it was sort of on the yeah. back of her. That's I think I want to get wrist. another one. And it was in this beautiful font and it said pinky, and she had a matching tattoo with her daughter. She sort of had yellow gold jewellery on and this tattoo, and I just thought Wow, you've just proved to me that you can be a bit older and still look great with a tattoo. As do you. Oh, thanks. And Annabelle, are you tempted by a tattoo now you've had your things done?
4: But I just can't think quite what it would be yet. Mm. But yeah, I think I'll probably go there.
2: Laura, tattoo? I don't think I would, no. I love them on other people. I just know what I'm like. I'd get bored Mm. and then I'd want it off. It's a commitment, isn't it? Yeah.
1: On the subject of being happier, what makes you happy? We talked about recently the science behind happiness, but... You know, to me, it's a mental state. You choose it or you don't. As you get older, I think you get happier. People always say, oh, my school days were my happiest. I was really happy at school. I don't think they were my happiest days. How do you feel about happiness as 40-something-year-old women?
4: I don't think as you get older, you get happier. Famously, anxiety peaks in your 40s. So it's an incredibly tough time. And also it's a very, very busy time. And I think there is a sort of endemic cultural misunderstanding about grown-up women that there's a numbing and there's a mellowing. And I don't think that is true. It might happen post-menopausally if you can really, you know, treat that as a power surge and be released from the tyranny of hormones, maybe. But when you're in your 40s, it's all fucking happening at once, <laughs> which is both beautiful and a lot to handle. So what we say with mid adulthood, which is really, you know, our core demographic is 35 to 45, our fastest growing is 25 to 35, is it sort of lives in the Venn diagram where anxiety meets potential. Because it's that stuff where you've got wisdom and you might want to press reset, but that the stakes get higher. That's what happens as you get older. The stakes get higher because you might have a mortgage, you might have a kid, you might have responsibilities. So I think that's what happens. I'm not sure I buy the sort of, oh, well, let's just all relax now that, you know, we're grown up because I don't think I agree that happens. on you don't just
3: relax. You said you don't get happier. I genuinely do get happier. You strike me as sunny. Yeah, I'm happier too. I feel like I would definitely realistic. do not want to go back to my 20s. I would no, totally ever agree. Again. But I'm also more frightened. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yes,
1: I so, absolutely, you're aware of your sort of vulnerability as you get older. Yeah, the other day, I actually
3: was running for a bus. Or a train and I sort of slowed down and kind of thought about it in a way like I was sort of cautious with my steps which made me feel really sad because you know I just don't want to fall over I'm only 43 so it's you not you don't like... want to
4: have a fall
3: no or... <laughs> and I know that sounds mad but you're suddenly we talk me. a lot
4: about being micro-injured yes like at any point in time we've always got a paper cut, a stub toe, a slightly dodgy ankle from the gym, slightly frozen shoulder, you something the washing machine. happening behind the eye, you kick the washing machine. But it just seems at all times there's a sort of micro-injury going on yes. in our bodies.
1: But back to happiness, I think it's a really interesting thing. You asked me if I'm sunny. I think I am, but I think I'm also a realist. I also protect myself, so I always think the worst. I'm someone who would... Always assume I wouldn't get into a team or wouldn't, whatever, even if I was going to, just because I don't know, I just wouldn't want the disappointment. I wouldn't want any insurance insurance policy. policy. But yeah, I definitely think, as you said, I would never go back to my 20s. I wouldn't go back five years. Like, and maybe just the moment is always the best. But I love that as I get older, I I feel.
4: Is that the best time is now?
1: So, what advice would you give to people listening as kind of confident women in the prime of your career? Well, with careers that are just taking off what advice would you give to women? It's okay to not be
3: okay. For me who suffered sort of sporadic serious anxiety issues one of the things that stopped me from getting any kind of help was sort of shame of saying I don't feel right I don't know how and that kind of internal monologue then kind of spinning out so find someone that you trust and talk to them and tell them and say you know I don't think I'm okay and you'll be absolutely amazed about how they'll probably say the same that's how my doubt
4: out started yeah. is I was at a dinner party and I was with a group of incredibly glamorous successful women far more so than me really kind of flagship and I've mistook as one sometimes does how are you for a question someone said how are you and I said I've completely stopped sleeping I'm so anxious I don't know what to do and then I sort of went, oh, fuck. And they all started talking at once. And one said, I'm worried I'm going to die on the streets. Another one said, I don't want to have sex with my husband, but I really love him. And the other one went, I think about death all the time. I've been on these meds for two years. And I thought, okay, this is interesting. It feels like the glue that's binding us all together. So, you know, but shame that Emily talks about, it just can't survive being spoken. It just neutralizes it. So that's what we did in the book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is put it all out on the table. And because what's quite nice about writing something together is because it's nothing is attributed to one of our bylines it's very freeing so no one knows who you know Mm. slept with the IT guy or you know who had this
3: particular (laughs) catastrophe embarrassment so yeah I think you're right put it out there you know once you connect with someone or people or whatever you'll be amazed at what you get back and also you know we've got another mantra which is you know you can't pour from an empty cup and you can't so
1: you've got to look after yourself Mm. I had a friend who was not that happy quite recently and she spoke to another friend and the friend said to her Life is what you make it. And the unhappy friend said to me, so-and-so said to me, life is what you make it. And I took so much from that. And she had the backbone to get up and go, right, this is what I need to do. I need more in my life. I need to do this. I need to seize more opportunities. It was such simple advice.
2: But it was such good advice. I think it depends Um, who you are, though, on how you receive that advice.
1: It also
4: depends where you are, whether you are unhappy or whether you are unwell. Yes. You know, so, and that's the thing that needs proper caretaking. Yes. Because sometimes if someone says, life is what you make it, then what they're giving you is information about them, not information about your own situation. So you have to be careful about who you listen to and how it's delivered as well, because that could work, but it also could go really wrong.
3: Yeah. I think the other thing as well is don't get hung up on perfect. The subtitle to our book is A Manual for Imperfect Women because we think perfection is for other people it is a chilly mistress and you just need to kind of you know move on from that idea that if everything is perfect it'll be okay because it's just not true and perfection is very breakable
1: well you've totally seen the gap in the market and plugged it and yeah brilliant let's talk about what's in your fridge i'm always really inspired by what other people have in their fridge so what's in yours right now
4: the akala shop comes today mine too where do you want me to start with uh just give
1: me a few things that going to inspire okay, me okay
4: always inspire you jesus okay i'm going to give you just a rundown in no particular order wine a fever tree tonic always juice always a lot of fizzy water always feta yes always chilies and palm hearts well palm hearts aren't in the fridge palm they're hearts in the cupboard. artichoke no heart of palm tree they're amazing for salads delicious yeah they no, really really amazingly delicious chicken thighs chicken breast salmon Stuff cucumber. to make fresh pesto, so usually some pecorino, that kind of thing. Oh, bloody how you are a good cook.
1: Showing off now with no, fresh no, she pesto. She really is.
4: I'm a messy cook, so I like flavour. I'll use a big vat of something, but I'm not interested in sort of like, you know, sautéing a rainbow trout or sort of butterflying things and making them beautiful and fussy. Yes, but you're
1: one of those sort of slightly, to me, irritating people who just yeah. throw something together and it's bloody what, delicious. Yeah, like, do you know, know what? what? And mine would just do, be a do, mud pie. Do you know
4: what cooking really helps with my madness? Mm. Because my brain moves very, very quickly. But when I'm cooking, even if I'm exercising, my brain. you know still going cross-training whatever but if I'm cooking and I'm just thinking oh I'll just pick up that bit of chopped onion I dropped oh that needs a stir oh where's the cinnamon my brain roams in a way that's much gentler than when I'm doing anything else at all and I don't mean producing a perfect dinner party of eight I mean literally just cooking up a vat of chilli or something so just very very soothing
3: what about you Emily? well so I am definitely challenged in the culinary department so we do Hello Fresh for those who don't know it's basically an ingredients box that arrives with a recipe and a step by step and it changed our lives because my husband and I were kind of making scrambled eggs and that would be it now we eat the most amazing things and actually it started to filter in into other things I was going to say you're a better cook much better and much more confident it's basically a cooking course and you know they keep sending us kind of prizes because we've basically subscribed for so long because we're so reluctant (laughs) to stop because we know that three nights a week we're going to eat something delicious yeah but I think it's really easy to get to
4: quite an advanced age and realise that you don't know any grammar at all so in fact if you just have learnt that if you chop
3: an onion with some chilli and some ginger you've got the base for something
4: Mm then, you know, anything goes. Yeah,
3: and sauces and things like that, and also just being clever with the added bits. I think it's one thing to kind of grill a
1: chicken or roast a chicken, which I can do, but it's a, exactly it's the thing on the side. Kenny, you say, so you say you're not a very accomplished cook. I mean, nor am I, but I think you're probably more accomplished than I am. Could you cook Christmas lunch? Have you ever cooked Christmas so lunch? So this Christmas was the second time we did it, and oh, it was really? brilliant, but
3: I am... If you say so yourself. No, no, no I can't say why. <laughs> did you cook
4: Christmas lunch, <laughs> I cooked the
3: turkey. That's not Christmas it was lunch. What do you mean? Christmas lunch is a million trimmings. No, I know. So I heated lots of things. <laughs> what I was going to say is that I'm incredibly uncontrolling in, in the kitchen, and I don't mind anybody interfering, or I don't mind heating things up rather than cooking, and I don't have to get up at four o'clock in the morning and do everything from fresh. So everybody who came to Christmas lunch brought something, and whether it was cheese or the potatoes, or my mum actually brought the turkey, which I then cooked, but or chipolatas or whatever, and then we all assembled it together, and that for me, was just brilliant. But can
4: you imagine what a brilliant person she has to be to be able to
3: handle that without no, I mean, just it's, everybody it's, it's, killing each other? stresses me out. Yeah. I know.
1: Yeah. Also, someone bought the potatoes. How does that work? No,
3: well, actually, my husband roasted the potatoes. So that was his job. Right. And Delegation. then somebody else. Exactly. And I just think all I've ever seen is, you know, the narrative of women kind of killing themselves, sweating over Christmas. And I just had yeah. a
1: brilliant time. Good for you. We were talking about it yesterday. I was talking about it with my mum yesterday. And I was like... I just don't think I'm ready for it, and she's like, "Oh, that's a shame." I was like, "Let's just go out." She's like, "No, no, I'll do it." I was like, "But you, you know, there's so much to do. She like, I think I'll do it." I was like, I'm so up for going out. Let someone else.
4: A lot of people feel really strongly that it's, you know, Has there's to something really twisted and sick about being
1: out. In oh the God, I, ch- I mean, you know, my family don't go out, but actually, there are some really nice, lovely, cosy pubs. where You could go for a nice walk. You know, not have to. Do all that clearing up and that, yeah, and the clear leftovers up, isn't it? And, uh, whatever. So, there's not a lot in your fridge other than Hello Fresh. No,
3: and then there's the usual sausages and chicken goujons, and always have puff pastry because we make puff pastry pizza.
1: So, you're not that bad. I'm, I'm, say. I mean, I'm, I'm looking, a bit of I'm looking, puff, here. I mean, I don't even know what you, where you'd start with puff pastry <laughs> in <there>. Pizza,
2: <laughs> Laura. Well, my staples, yeah. I mean, I just eat a lot of salmon. Salmon um, in the microwave, that's what I was thinking. About. Yeah, I eat salmon
4: a and lot of so Lemon sole, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Lemon sole. Lemon sole, yeah. And we're
2: having sea bass tonight, actually. That's Ooh. really good, yeah. I'm having crab tonight. There you go. Ooh, what oh, what a Monday That's about treat. my only dish. Yeah, li- listen to us. Sea bass and crab. What are yachts. you doing with the crab? So white
1: crab meat, chili, coriander, lime. yeah, Avocado.
2: Delicious. Delicious. So delicious.
1: delicious. On a big heap of rocket. It's, it's really good. I mean, That's where my cooking starts and ends. I hasten to add, like, my only starter. I've just given that away let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about fashion yes are you following fashion week do you care about fashion week I
4: used to have to do it so I used to have to go to the shows I've interviewed all the designers and I'm really happy not to be there I was going to say are you quite really delighted not to be, not to be, not to be there and also because of Instagram the stakes are so much how we used to go and we'd wear like you know a hot black coat maybe it was borrowed good pair of boots good bag probably borrowed you know and now they all look like who's that amazing Italian woman Anna De La Russo they all look like Anna Della Russo And they're just features assistants off some, you know, magazine desk. And I kind of think it means a bit less as we get more, everything gets more immediate. Mm -hmm.
1: Is there anyone you follow now that you're sort of... Are there any shows? There are a few for me that I really want to check out. Are there any that you think, oh, I really want to see what they send down the wrong way?
4: America Transu. Yeah. You know, she's just... It's 10 years, isn't it, with America Transu? So I I always find her prints incredibly interesting So I was intrigued to see what she did.
1: Tempoli is big news today because she had... Helen McCraw... She's Jasmine on our Hemp- podcast. Oh, is she? She's wonderful. Jasmine Hempstein, she basically had... A pregnant woman, a cook, and an they actress. looked amazing. Going down We're the way. yeah, yeah, amazing. It was so great. And I feel that affection. I feel
3: that that's a really good move as well because it's one thing to see beautiful models or skinny models or women who you know have a relationship with the camera that's not like the way we do. But it's another thing to actually show how people will actually wear Makes your clothes. It real. Mm. Yeah.
4: They've tried it. LK Bennett tried it with real people. They had right, you know, with a photographic campaign. And M&S tried it with the Anna Leibovitz campaign, with all mm-hmm. different, you know, sort of shapes and sizes and ages, and it didn't work. But the thing about catwalk is that it's theatre, so it's a different way of mixing it up, mm, and also clever marketing, yeah, isn't
1: clever it? Clever way I to mean, get attention.
4: And your high march, of course, has been doing the chubby cloud, which is very clever.
1: I know, which is sort of extraordinary. Where was the product? Yeah. Did you see any bags? Well, it's brand positioning. Where were the bags?
4: They must have been there.
1: Anyway, if you haven't seen what Annie High March did, they were all in boiler suits. Lying, lying on, on a, a cloud. cloud. On an inflatable... I yeah. mean, how wonderful. The biggest bedtime stories. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you feel about fashion? We ran a piece last week, which was a fashion in my 40s shoot with three women. And when I was talking to our fashion team about it, I was like, I really want this to be a positive thing. And I think the angle should be that, is it 40 when you really know what suits you and what works for your body? And I sort of feel I dress better for my body as I get older. And it was interesting to see these three women with impeccable style. Like,
2: amazing
1: style. Amazing style. Didn't that. they look wonderful, yeah. all of them? But would you agree with that? Would you say that as you get older, you dress better? Or do you? Do, yeah, do you not I think care definitely.
2: I think the, the
3: best thing about it is that you find exactly what you like. So I wear a lot of Scandi labels. So I wear a bit of Ganny and I wear some Bam and Fergarten, which is what I'm wearing today. I don't know so, how to pronounce that. You did it so beautifully. Thank you, Bam and Fur Garden. And I just feel like I know exactly where I go. I go to Supra on Chamberlain Road in Kensal Rise, and they always have a brilliant edit. And it's just fantastic. And I just know that what looks good will look great. And you I'll be very to- rarely leave empty handed. Exactly. And some nice cashmere like Madeleine Thompson or, you know, and it's, it's lovely when you find the little things that make everything kind of easy. And I think for me, I don't want to have to think about it too much, so I just want to throw on a dress and just be done. But do you enjoy it more. I think I enjoy it more. I think I enjoy it more than I did when I was trying to send out messages about myself that I didn't feel inside. Mm. So now I'm like, yeah, well, this is me. I can wear a jumpsuit and I'm good to go, and I'm owning my life. Sometimes it's a disaster.
1: I always think that when
4: the weather gets really, really hot in London for the first few days, everyone goes into shock and looks like they're in fancy dress. It's <laughs> sort of carrying an odd basket with a funny pleated skirt and a weird vest, and it just all. You, it looks really, really odd. That's
1: why everything new at once. Yeah. So excited to I, get these clothes out. Exactly, it's the weather.
4: I think also women are quite good generally at knowing where they end and someone else begins. So I know in terms of business, I end this side of a spreadsheet. You know, I can do the creative. I can't do And it's the same with fashion. You kind of work out which bits of fashion you're good at. Like I'm not very good at weekends, but I'm quite good at evenings. <laughs> you know, so, okay. so But instinctively, yeah. that means so I get quite loaded up with dresses and I'm kind of like, I'm fully into the vampire's wife or whatever it might be. But Sunday lunch at the pub. I Feel a bit defeated because oh. I can either. I've got my home on the sofa clothes that sort of act of self harm, <laughs> or I've got something that's shot through with gold. And I know cement. what you
1: mean, it's the shoes. Sunday lunch at the pub, what shoes? That's what always throws me. Do you know I what I mean? You just mean, I know, totally get that. You just
4: know what you can pull
1: off. Yeah, and oh, in I fact, do. when you see I'm the i
3: taking girl, you very literally there by the way with Sunday lunch at the <laughs> pub. <Yeah. laughs> no, but the girls who can do the casual chic, I always
4: think they're the properly elegant ones because, of course, it's, I can't do it. But then I've also got friends who are brilliant at weekends and always look amazing, and at a party, they disappear. It's not their idiom, it's not that thing
1: but then maybe you should just stick to the dress what you do know. I started to. I just yeah. wear the trainers. That's, that's the great thing about fashion now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I Put a pair of trainers on, you wear anything anywhere. Yeah. Laura, do you feel like your fashion gets better as you
2: get older? How was dressing <laughs> for work today? You're like, oh God, <laughs> I get to work pressure. today. the <laughs> pressure. Actually, I felt right. Did you right do a pre-returning
4: from maternity leave shop-up?
2: Yes, I got a dress and I got some boots. But then I didn't wear either of them.
4: I tell you what I do find, though, is I go into shops almost never. I agree. I
2: actually
1: did. Last week, I took myself off Wednesday morning and I sat down. I got distracted by my emails and I said to Emma I said I'm not coming in on Wednesday morning I've really got to go shopping I've got fashion week festival this week we've got a big event on Saturday and I said I was like I can't be bothered I can't be bothered and I was this close not going I went nope get up did you buy anything I did I went to other and other stories brilliant I went to Zara, I went to Massimo Duty and I went to Bimba Elola. Okay, and you did well in each one? Bought something everywhere. In did you? One. Oh, did yeah. you? Yeah. I oh, never do good. well in Zara. Zara
3: and I are not friends. Do
1: you know what I Zara jeans? Mm. Three pairs of Zara jeans. Really? 90 quid.
2: The cheaper the better, the treffer yeah. ones. They just fit me really well. Yeah. I tell you what I'm Zara. after this
3: season is
4: a really, really good coat.
2: Me too. I would like a coat. Because I've got
4: a, I've got a theory, this doesn't work for party dresses, that it's £10 per wear. And so if it's a £100, you have to wear it ten times and it's sort of paid for itself. Yeah. So by those calculations, you can spend quite a lot on a coat because you're going to wear it for, yes. you know, a hundred days yeah. a year at yes. least. Course, yeah. But I can't find one and I'm getting tenser and tenser because I'm worried I won't find one, but that's yeah. what I'm in the market You've for. You've
1: got
2: a good wardrobe of coats, I always think.
1: I'm trying to be better, yeah. actually. I used to be a real, this is my coat for the season, I'm yeah. going to wear it until it dies and then next season and I've tried to stop that and build it up. Trini's, I mean, her wardrobe of coats is so inspiring. She does very well in Zara. She does. She does. She does does spend money on coats. She does. She was wearing Um, that
3: metallic and fur garden coat the other day. I'm saying it again, just showing off.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you. Well, we'll let you know when we do our face yes, edit. Or yes,
4: please. Wear your own cords. I liked it earlier this year in sort of early summer. I've got some before, you're really. When my really skinny friends were wearing, like, there was from Zara actually, lemon yellow wide leg cropped cords. I thought they were just so good. And I like his 70s cord as well. But I think they're pretty much relentlessly unflattering. They so are,
2: that's the best thing to know. I'm so with you. Cords, yeah. they they're Yeah, I think you've got to be quite tall, be able to get away. Or a very thin. If you're smaller, I think you want a thin. Well, I still yeah. think they just drown. But I, nearly bought, I loved your pink ones.
3: Yeah, I nearly bought some black ones and, and other stories last season. But I just, at the last minute, I was like, when I sit down, there's something about the... It feels a bit clunky, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and you're suddenly a bit, I don't know. So I just, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm really one for comfort. Okay, cowboy boots? Not for me. Not anymore. No, I'm still gonna rock
1: my pirate boots.
4: Yeah, there's a brand I love called Fiorentina and Baker that does the perfect bashed up pirate boot, basically. Mm,
1: good tip. Well, I always say never say never. Yeah. True. And I first hit the cowboy boots. I'm like, oh no, Charlotte, please, do we have to feature those? <laughs> and I was like, I will remain open-minded. Show me some good street style shots, and I will remain open-minded. I do think, you know, with a nice floral maxi though, they can. I know, but even. Then, it's a bit fancy dress. It isn't is. It? I'm hoping
2: it's not here to stay. But even
1: the Anine big ones, just I don't like. It's a bit the silly. White the other star star day, star on them. Those yeah, ones I thought nice.
2: she can wear most things. But even I was a bit like, no, it's not.
1: hair bows. You're going to be embracing a velvet hair bow. Grow green. Grow green bow. Mm. Love it. They come back. Mimi have done them on and off, haven't they, over the years. I love that look. I love so that I love that look. Love I've actually look. bought you know that. that. was on my shopping cart. I like, like a I a really severe
4: Because with black back now, thank God, I like a really severe black polar neck, sleek, very tight silhouette. And I've got really big tits, so it's got to be skin tight or completely loose. And then a sort of ridiculous big girlish bow at the back. Yeah, I
2: love that. And love H&M and cool. are doing some pretty good pupil ones. Annabelle, you're gonna
1: inspire me with your black polar neck. I bought a
3: black polar neck because of her. Oh, I need one, a really thin one. Yes, amazing. Nice. Yeah, yeah, thin really thin and fitted. I mean Wolford. Okay.
4: Yeah. If you want to spend money, they're about 120 quid, but they're amazing, hand wash them, but you can get them on ASOS as well. Okay. And MS sometimes do quite a good skinny ribbed one, which so works Don't That's what I like. If I sort of think in winter, if you're wearing a really loose, easy dress and quite you know, with with some high boots, which I do a lot because I'm leaving the house in a hurry. If you put I don't mean a roll neck, I mean a high percent yeah. underneath yes. it it's immediately glamorous. It's got that slight love story vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think it's really transformative for Black Pearl in a way that's, again, very democratic. New earrings with your... I'm going to be wearing enormous hoops (laughs) for the rest of my life.
1: Let's talk about your book. Let's. I'm absolutely fine. Don't you find yourself saying that 25 times a day? Normally it's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. (laughs) That's normally to my husband. But you know
4: what? It'll be absolutely fine when you're trying to sort of rationalise a problem in your head. It'll, It'll be absolutely fine.
1: So, the reviews are amazing. I read someone say if you're a 40 something woman you will relate to every chapter lots of people say funny touching honest so real so relatable I mean you must be thrilled we're so thrilled actually
3: I have to say I get quite emotional looking at our Instagram the messages we get because just people taking pictures of themselves reading the book and just saying how did you get inside my
1: head thank you it's brilliant actually I I feel really proud we're really proud Mm. god so you should be and I mean just for people listening who don't know about it and if you haven't heard of it I mean the you two have been busy in the last few weeks haven't you but I know there are chapters on I love this 10 childhood punishments that are now treats yeah go Go to to bed bed. love that (laughs) Don't Tell Me I Look Tired, and lots are in between. But to sort of sum up the concept of the book, it is what?
4: It is an unfiltered look at grown-up women's inner lives. So I think, you know, if you're between probably, what, 30 and 50... Then something in here is going to resonate. Everything in here has come out of a conversation. The architecture of it is a bit like a cookbook in that it has different chapters that open with lyrical essays, sometimes very serious. But there's some therapy and some recovery in there, but it's reskinned so as not to be too triggering. So, for example, the chapter on body image is called Does This Straight Jacket Make Me Look Fat? Or the chapter on sex is called What Could Possibly Go Wrong? And it's quite edgy. I mean, we really roll around in the mud about the things that we think and feel every hour of every day.
3: Yeah, so all of the tiny points mini crossroads through the day where you think oh my god i don't know how i'm going to keep going and we just basically wrote it all down and we wrote all the girls that we've been you know from the kind of the fashion forward maven to the kind of summertime slut all the things that we think about when we're in the gym, all the things, you know, which are mostly unrelated to actual exercise.
4: Conversations we have with ourselves in the bath, will I bleed to death as I shave my
3: legs and no one will know. What it feels like to be a grown up woman at work and how we try and push ourselves forward, but sometimes it doesn't always work. The constant maths calculations we're always doing, whether it's P-maths if
4: you're wearing a jumpsuit, which is always perilous. Or death maths, am I halfway through? Or caffeine math? somewhere between fiend and corpse, can I get it right today? You know, all those things that we all negotiate every day. It's not just the macro stuff, like, I need a new job. I mean, that's woven into the text job, but we're looking at those micro, granular crossroads. And I think what we're trying to do a bit is just end the conspiracy of silence around that, because there's a lot that would, like, say, busy working mum. I don't know who she is. What is busy working, mum? What is, you know, deranged cougar? Who's that? Women have always been allowed to be just sort of one thing. Hmm. Ooh, ambitious. Whereas men can be many. And this is about all the colours of the rainbow.
1: And what's the feedback that you get from people on it? And know there's certain bits if there was one chapter you would say, like, this is the one I'm most proud of, or this is where it all came from, could you hone in on that? Someone described it as being like Mary Poppins' bag that you could rifle around yeah. and pull out
2: exactly what you need. I think it.
4: that the chapter I'm on a... anxiety is perhaps the one that is very, very heartland you us.
2: said your anxieties have baby anxieties. Yeah. Because and the
4: introduction is Robin very bleak. bleak. And then as it goes into all the short-shot funnies and listicles and all that stuff, it gets sort of hysterical in both meanings, you know, of the the word. So I feel that that's quite strong. What about you?
3: I mean, I sort of feel like we take people through a journey. You know, for us, it was this incredibly cathartic experience to do it because it's like basically daily therapy. And I feel like if we can, you know, give that to people, then I'm extremely proud of it.
1: And why the book? I love your website and I've read a lot of the content on your website and it's brilliant and you know there's obviously huge <laughs> well i'll tell potential you what happened is i walked website.
4: around going we're not writing a book we're not writing a book no book no time no book and then we would met you know various people who had been very kindly asking us one particular woman called zoe king who's now our agent who went oh come on it'll be easy and we left and went okay so we're writing a book and then we wrote a book. And we wrote it very quickly. We wrote it in two months. Wow. We started writing it on December the 29th. Oh, what did you and do we sent it to the, the publisher on January the 28th. We spent weekends together doing it. We had some content from the website, but, you know, about 60% of it was new. And we just got locked and loaded and got it done. Because that's nothing about grown-up women. You get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And is it so that you can now, you're now in a position, this is a great springboard, to develop your website and grow the business from there?
4: It's not about publishing. I've spent years as a brand storyteller, so I work with fashion and beauty brands and look at their identity and that kind of thing. And what's quite interesting is what retailers are approaching us now and saying, how do we talk to grown-up women? We have not been getting it right because they've been chasing the millennial myth or the Generation Z myth. Oh, of people who don't have that much money are quite disloyal and don't spend. So, really, it's becoming about being the ambition is to be the global authority on grown up women because we're being honest about it. And maybe do some telly. We might do some sort of dramedy.
1: Amazing. Ooh, and how do you know each other? How did this all
3: happen? So, we were at school together, although Annabelle was in the year above, so she paid me no mind, and I was obviously obsessed with her. And then we met at work 15 years ago. On to, a magazine. On a magazine. And our desks were next to each other. And we basically clung to each other like life
4: rafts And before we knew what we wanted to do with the middle, we knew we wanted to do something together. So really, it's got its roots in friendship. And how is it working together now? Heaven. Yeah, it's amazing. We're very complimentary people.
1: I can see that it works. Thank you so much for joining us. So, <laughs> Thank Rob, you for fun. having us. Please come again and- And, God, I I literally can't wait to read the book. And congratulations. What a success it seems to be already in so little time. Oh, thank Thank you you so much, Georgie. Thank you. Uh, That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.